Amen. Amen. We, we, listen, we wouldn't be as blessed if we didn't have it. And so we thank the Lord for their contribution. Hebrews chapter 5, again, in your Bibles uh, this morning, we were in Hebrews chapter 5 last Sunday morning, and I enjoyed the message. But I've, I've got another message that God's given me out of this chapter. And so Hebrews chapter 5 this morning, and I feel so strongly about the message today. This is, I don't know how this is going to, this may be a little bit more teachy, maybe a little bit more like a lesson. I'm not sure, but I know this regardless of that. Boy, it's so important. I mean, this, this I, I just, I can't even emphasize how important it is that we get this message that I'm going to give us this morning and, and that the Lord's going to give us this morning. And so Hebrews chapter 5, and when you find your place, if you're able to stand with us, let's stand out of respect for the reading of God's Word. Hebrews chapter 5, and uh, look, we'll start in verse number 9. The Bible says, And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Now we preached out of that last uh, Sunday morning. Verse 10 says, called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered. Now look what I believe, personally, I believe the Apostle Paul was probably the writer of Hebrews. We're not exactly sure about that. But if it was Paul, notice what he says under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And hard to be uttered, look at this last part, seeing ye are dull of hearing. He said, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. Uh, little Moses, uh, when uh, Hannah and Timothy bring little Moses over, uh, Moses would probably like to, to dive in on a steak or a or a chicken leg, you know, he'd probably like that, but he can't do that. He's unskillful on that. He's not experienced. He doesn't know how to doesn't know how to chew his food. Doesn't have teeth yet, and uh, doesn't know how to how to chew that chicken leg up. And so, because of that, you know what? He's got to have milk. He still wants that bottle. Now he's he's expanding, and uh, he likes pudding, and he likes. Uh, he, he likes some stuff like that. But you know what? He's unskillful in that. He doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to digest that yet. Uh, you put it in, it comes back out. And you put it in, it comes back out. By the time it gets down here, it's almost digested. And uh, uh, he's unskillful in that. And that's what Paul is talking about here. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word. It's unskillful in the word uh, of righteousness. For he's a babe. He said in verse 14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those, now notice these next few words, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And I want to draw our attention to those last two verses. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. You know, you know what scripture's saying there? Well, I want you to, I want you to be, be able to enjoy that T-bone. That's what the Bible's saying. But, but when you ought to be enjoying that cheeseburger, you know what? You're reaching for the bottle again. And how many knows, how many knows it's pitiful when you see a baby that really it's time for them to be weaned from the bottle? I mean, they're up in age now. They ought to be eating. They ought to be eating solid food, but they're still carrying that bottle around in their mouth. You ever seen that? 
And you're thinking, man, that kid should have been off the bottle a long time ago. A lot of Christians walk around our churches, got the bottle hanging out of their mouth. And they ought to be feasting on T-bone and feasting on, on uh, Chick-fil-A and, and uh, man, ought to be eating, uh, you know, ought to be eating Mexican and, and, uh, and burritos, amen, enchiladas and, and uh, nachos and chips. Come on, can I get a witness there? Now, if I can't get you through the Bible, I'll get you with your th- uh, food, amen. But yet, but they're walking around with that bottle hanging out of their mouth and uh, not weaned, unskillful in the word, the Bible says. The Bible says, but strong meat. Now, that's where we want to get to. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You may be seated this morning, and I want to talk to you just a little bit on this subject. Common sense, Christians. Common sense, Christians. And let's pray. And we'll jump right into the Bible study this morning. Father, we thank you for church. Thank you for Calvary. And Lord, thank you for what you do here on a weekly basis. God, it's been a wonderful week. Thank you for the Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night of revival. And then, Lord, some of our uh, servants were in jail, serving in the jail on Friday night. And uh, we thank you for that. And uh, God, we just thank you for all the ministry that has taken place this week. And now, Lord, we have this opportunity. I pray you'll help us. I pray for power. And God, I pray that you'll give wisdom, not only to me, but to your people. And I pray that we'll be able to receive strong meat today. I pray that, God, that today we'll decide to get the bottle, hang, hang it out of our mouth. I pray we'll decide to put that away once and for all. Lord, there comes a time when the pacifier, it's time to put the pacifier away. And God, it's, it's time to, to eat solid food. And so I pray that you'll bless our discussion this morning. May Jesus receive the glory and the praise and the honor from all that's done. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and for his sake and all God's people said, amen. God has blessed us as human beings with a number of senses and uh, senses. And quite often we recognize the five main senses. That's why I put these up on the screen. And whenever we talk about the human senses, we automatically usually go to those. Uh, those being sight and sound and smell and taste and touch. Now, I'm not preaching on this, and I don't want to get off base this morning because sometimes it's real fun to, to, trace those, uh, to chase those rabbits, but I want to try not to do that today. But I do want to stop, and I do want to park just a moment, and I want to say this. Thank God for the senses he's given us. Amen. Boy, church, isn't it a blessing to be able to see? Oh, man. Man, isn't that great? Isn't that great? Uh, we were talking just the other day about a, a preacher friend that we know and, uh, and a good man of God. I mean a good man, good reputation and good ministry. And uh, they've, they've declared him legally blind now and not able to see, not able to read. Told Brother, Brother Ron, Ronnie the other night, said, you know, preacher said, the thing that I hate the most is I'm not able to read the Word of God anymore. Not able to see. Oh, man, isn't it a blessing to be able to see with our eyes? And how about here? Isn't it a blessing to be able to hear? And uh, man, to hear, oh man, to hear the choir sing, to hear a dog bark, to hear, to hear our spouse say, I love you, to hear, to hear our child say, I love you, daddy, I love you, mama. And uh, man, isn't that a blessing uh, to have the senses? Boy, I could go on and on. I could preach a message right there. Boy, the sense of taste. Man, what a blessing to be able to taste that biscuit. Oh, yes. 
and uh, man, put some butter on that thing and maybe get the honey out. You know, get that clover honey out and uh, mix up that butter and that honey. Come on now, that's right. And uh, and boy, slap that butter and honey on that biscuit. And st- yes, come on, amen. Can I get a witness this morning? That's right. And man, it, hadn't God blessed us? Oh man, what a blessing it is to have to have the senses and God has blessed us with those senses. And, and again, uh, uh, most of the time we think about those five main senses, but actually doctors tell us today that we actually have more than just five senses. For instance, human beings have something known as somatic senses. Uh, uh, this includes perception of pressure and heat and pain. Now that sounds like touch to me but they classify that as, as different, somatic sense. Uh, humans also have what is known as interoceptive senses. Uh, interoceptive senses, this includes balance, the sense of the body's alignment, how you know that your body is aligned, that you're walking a straight line. The Word of God has actually has a, quite a bit to say about our physical senses. Uh, Psalm 34, 8, the Bible says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is Good. Uh, John chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of light. Psalm 94 verse 9, the Bible says, He that planted the ear shall he not hear. Uh, He that formed the eye shall he not see. Now, uh, again, thank the Lord that God has given us senses, uh, not sense, not sense, not common sense uh, necessarily, although that's on the screen, because truth is, a lot of people today have senses, they have no common sense. A lot of people. So I, I preach, I know somebody, he's, he uh, you know, just graduated with a master. Listen, I know people that have graduated from college and have no common sense. As I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the senses. And church, it's important for us to understand that God supplied us with senses for the purpose of perception. He has supplied us with sight and taste and smell and hearing uh, for the purpose of perception. So let's get involved this morning. I want you to get this message. So God has given us senses for the purpose of what? Perception. Thank you, Brother Justin. God has given us senses for the purpose of what? Perception. God has given us the senses for the purpose of what, church? Perception. Perception. And uh, you'll, you'll do good if you'll stay awake for this one this morning. Perception. Uh, making judgments in life. That's why God has given us uh, different senses uh, in our human body. For instance, because of our senses, we perceive when something is loud. We, when, we perceive when something's loud. Or we perceive when something is very quiet. Uh, I'm sorry. Could, could you tone it down? Just uh, could you speak up? I can't. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. You were talking so. so that's a perception, uh, and we perceive that because God has given us a sense of hearing. Because of our senses, we perceive when something is delicious, or when something is not so delicious. And uh, man, we perceive it. Uh, some of us perceive it way too much. 
Uh, we perceive when that cheeseburger is, yes, it is good. We perceive it when the fried chicken is cooked just right. And uh, in fact, we perceive it so well, we want to perceive it again. Amen. Uh, uh, again, that that is that is perception. Uh, it gives us the uh, the the ability to make judgments in life. It is why it is why a baby will put anything in its mouth, anything. You know why? Because its senses have not developed, and sometimes they'll put things in their mouth they shouldn't put in their mouth. And to be quite honest, church, sometimes they'll put things in their mouth that are quite nasty. And that's why God's given them a parent. Parent says, uh-uh, no, 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 no. You can't put that in your mouth. You don't know where that's been. Or I do know where that's been. And you can't put that in your mouth. Why? Because their senses have not developed. Because of our senses, we perceive when something is hot or cold. Um, we'll uh, get a hot cup of coffee off the, the burner and, and we'll, we'll blow it. Because even before we get it to our lips, we can sense that heat is coming off. And we think, boy, I better be careful. You ever, you ever burnt your tongue? And uh, man, that hurts so bad. Now, we, we, we discern that. We perceive that. Why? Because God has given us senses. Because of our senses, we perceive when we're walking with balance or we're staggering. It's why a drunkard will stumble and fall and sometimes not even put his hands out to block his fall. You know why? Because his senses are impaired by alcohol. And so he, he doesn't know. I saw a guy doing this the other day, probably, probably drunk. And I saw him just sort of, y'all know what I'm talking about. And, and, and uh, you know what? And, and they'll, that's, why we have, that's why we have drunk driving accidents. Because people are driving while impaired. What's that mean? My senses are messed up. And so the officer gets him out and he says, sir, have you been drinking? I ain't been drinking. Well, your talk's a little, a little slow. I'm not, I've not been drinking. Okay, how about walking this straight line? And, and they're, they're doing this, you know. And, and you know what? They don't even know. And the officer says, sir, you're not walking a straight line. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you take one foot and place them in front of the other? And he's doing this, you know. And, and, and you know what? The truth matters, they don't even know. You know why? Because their senses are unbalanced. Their senses are, are out of whack. Now, it's so important. You say, preacher, I thought this was church, not health class. Now we're getting to the important stuff. And when we get to the real important stuff, you'll wish I'd got back to health class. You see, it's important to understand that our senses influence our decisions. Now, I want you to hold your place in Hebrews chapter 5. Put your ribbon there or your or, or bookmark or something. I want you to turn to a place or two with me. Turn way back to the very first of your Bible, Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Our senses oftentimes influence our decisions. We find that right from the very get-go, Adam and Eve are in the garden. And uh, man, they're in paradise. And, but we notice here that an appeal to the senses is what caused Eve to fall. We notice in Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 6, the Bible says, and when the woman, what's the next word? That's a sense. And when the woman saw that the tree was, what's the next word? Man, it was good. It tastes good. 
when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the, what's the word? Eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Uh, that's taste. And gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And so we notice here that, that uh, senses influence our decisions. And one of the things that caused Eve to fall in the garden was an appeal to her senses. I'm not gonna make you turn there, but the Bible tells us about Lot in 2 Peter chapter two and verse number seven. And we remember that story about Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah and how, boy, Lot's life just went out of control and he lost his wife and he ended up just, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna into it this morning, but just just a horrible, horrible story, uh, uh, just an absolute catastrophe. Did you know that Lot was destroyed because of his senses? The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 7, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. In other words, Lot got around that ungodly crowd and he saw it, saw it, saw it, saw it, saw it, and he heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it, and little by little, it had an influence on him. It had an influence on his kids. It had an influence on his wife. That's why when the angels came and said, Lot, you better get yours, you and yours, and you better get out of Sodom, the Bible says that Lot began to go around his family and knock on their door and uh, and told his daughters and the sons, his sons-in-law said, listen, you need to get out of here. God's going to destroy this place. And the Bible says, it seemed to them as he mocked. It was just a joke. You know why? Because that appeal to their senses is what brought their destruction. You see, the same thing that caused these to fall is the same thing that causes Christians to fall today. First John chapter 2, verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, where are you going with this, preacher? Listen, the challenge in Scripture is this. The more we get into the Word, the more those senses are exercised and the stronger our senses become in perceiving right and wrong. That's why we're in Hebrews chapter 5. In fact, turn back over there, if you will. Hebrews chapter five, and look at verse number 14. And this is what the writer is saying in verse number 14. He said, but strong meat belong to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use. Now, in verse number 13, it talks about being unskillful in the word, un, 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 unexperienced, inexperienced in the word. That's what he's talking about. But verse 14, he says, but strong meat belong to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. Listen, our senses have, an, have a direct influence upon our life and when our senses are not strong and our senses are not exercised, we're going to make the wrong choices. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to say this morning. Listen, how many know this? That you don't want to remain an infant all the rest of your life. Man, you don't want to remain a baby. The rest of, now, you may not want to be 70, but you don't want, to, don't want to remain a baby the rest of your life. You know why? Because a baby has senses that are undeveloped, undeveloped. Uh, wait a minute now, wait a minute now. It's why, we, it's why we constantly have to keep Moses, when he's at the house, we have to keep him away from hot things. You know why? He'll get close to the fireplace. Or he'll get close to the, the stove with a pot on the, the stove. And we'll have to say, Moses, no. Moses, 
No. Why? Because he, his senses have not developed enough. He's not been burnt like some of you have. And so because his senses are not where they need to be, he'll go right over and touch a hot burner. He'll go right over and touch a flame. And why? Because his senses, he's an infant. His senses are undeveloped. Now, wait a minute. Now, I said that say this. You also don't want to remain a Christian infant the rest of your life. Why? Why? Because your senses remain undeveloped and immature. You say, preacher, I'm not, I'm not getting this. Okay, you're getting ready to get it. Can I, can, I, can I tell you why Christians are looking at things they have no business looking at? Can I tell you why we have teenage boys who are looking at the pornographic magazines? Say, preach on, preach on, don't, don't preach on that. We better start preaching on it. And by the way, it's not the magazines anymore, now it's the phone. The cell phone, the iPad, the computer, the internet. Can I tell you why we're looking at things we shouldn't look at? Can I tell you why we're watching things on television that we have no business as Christians watch? And by the way, you know what? You don't need pastor to tell you that and the Holy Spirit tells you that. But yet we look at these things and we watch these things and, and uh, we know we should not. We know we shouldn't read these things. We know we shouldn't look at these things. We, we know we shouldn't let these things uh, come into our, uh, into our eyes. And uh, now why, why, why do we do that? Exactly why. Because, brother, our senses are not being exercised and because our senses are not being exercised. You know, the Holy Spirit says, don't look at that. Eh? Don't look at that. And it's sort of the, you know how babies do that, knee-jerk reaction. But what do they do? And as a parent, you say, eh, don't you touch that. And it's, but a little bit later, it's, you know why? They're sent, by the way, that's, by the way, parents, that's your job to exercise those senses. And if they don't listen to you and you, let, and you just let them do what they want to do, then you're not fulfilling your responsibility as a parent. But wait a minute now. The Holy Spirit says, just don't look at that. And yet we look at it, why? Because our senses haven't developed. Can I tell you why Christians are listening to things they shouldn't listen to? Sense. Can I tell you why we're listening to the wrong kind of talk? Can I tell you why we're listening to dirty talk and negative talk and cursing? Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? I mean, is it okay if I just preach this morning? Is that okay? Is that all right if I just preach this morning? Can I tell you why we have people who call themselves morning and Christians who just thrive on gossip? Just constantly wanting to hear gossip listening to gossip, listening to things that, that they shouldn't listen to. Can I tell you why Christians are listening to music they shouldn't listen to? And your preacher will have to tell you. You already know. Amen. I mean, brother, listen, if you've got to be 18 or older to buy it, you don't need it. Amen. Is that right? I'm talking about music that's got uh, filth. And by the way, parents, you ought to be ashamed of yourself if you let your kids listen to that stuff. 
And what we ought to do is we ought to take a stand in our home and say, I'm going to tell you what, everybody else in the whole world may listen to that trash, but we are not listening to it in this home. Uh, and just take a stand as a, as a Christian, as a parent, and say we're not listening to that. But can I tell you why? Can I tell you why this morning, uh, probably out in some cars right now, there are CDs and there are songs on telephones and, uh, and downloaded from the Internet and iTunes that talk about perversion and talk about immorality and talk about sex and talk about drinking and talk about getting drunk and and uh, and we listen to, uh, you know, uh, I'm crying in my beer and, and everything. And then we walk into the house of God and we're listening to things we shouldn't listen to. Why? I'll tell you why. Because our senses have not been exercised. It's exactly right. Can I tell us this morning why Christians are hanging around the wrong crowd? And by the way, you, can, you, you know what? You can make every excuse in the world. But it all comes down to one thing. We're not exercising our senses. Why do some Christians go out of their way to avoid the preaching service while others can't wait to get in here? Well, we're just hanging out. Well, hang out and preaching. This isn't the parking lot ministry. This is the church ministry. We come here for preaching, not parking lot. Man, don't be hanging out in the parking lot or the hallway or the bathroom. Man, that's real depressing. Man, hang around in the bathroom all the whole, all during the church time. And the truth of the matter is, the reason we, we hide out in the corners and we hide out in the hallways, and we might as well just tell it like it is. And I know we got visitors here this morning, and I, and I want to say I'm sorry, but I'm not really sorry. But I'm just telling you, brother, the reason we're hanging out every other place is because the truth of the matter is, we don't want to go somewhere and have our senses exercised because we know we're not where we need to be. Brother, listen, we're saying things. Things. We're looking at things. We're listening to things. We're living like we should not live, live because, brother, our senses are weak. Can I tell you this morning why Christians are unbalanced in their life? What do you mean? Go to the gym faithfully. Go to the lake faithfully. Go to work faithfully, in fact, would never even think about missing the time clock. And yet when it comes to God's house, we are about as wishy-washy as we've ever been. Why? Because our senses influence our decisions. So you say, preacher, what's the answer? Well, we have to exercise our senses. According to Hebrews chapter 5. That's why, and I'm done, but that's why every Christian, number one, ought to be reading their Bible every single day. Now, you're in Hebrews chapter, you're still in Hebrews chapter 5. Look, look back, back with me, if you will. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. The Bible says, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. In other words, you've not grown. You're not growing. You're not developing. Verse 13, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful. Now, I looked up that word unskillful, and it means inexperienced. Inexperienced. Brother Zach did his first wedding yesterday. No, he done uh, a Boone's. Was it Boone? Lance. Lance. But uh, sort of practice run. We'll say, say it that way. And uh, But yesterday... I mean, he was the he was the officiant for Michael and Haley, and uh, by the way, done a great job. 
But it was his first one. He was nervous. Boy, he was nervous. We were going over there that night for rehearsal. He was nervous. There's a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Now, why was he, why was he, why was he nervous? He was nervous because he was unskillful in that. He hadn't done 25, 30, 100, 150. He, it was his, one of his first ones he ever done. He was unskillful, inexperienced. And the Bible says here that uh, talks about those that are, that are inexperienced. Uh, use of milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use. In other words, you're not using the word of God, you're inexperienced. So to exercise your sense, you've got to start using. You've got to start using what you're not using. Listen, use it or lose it. That's what the Bible's saying there. Man, you got to get in the book and start reading the book and studying the book and get in the Word of God. And we were watching, we were watching videos uh, last night. And we dug out an oldie, oh, good night. It was an oldie. We still had the old white homemade pews here at the church, and we had our red upholstery, and we had, still had the three uh, chairs up here. And, uh, and uh, we saw this young lady come up here in the front of the church to do something called the booster band. And uh, her name was Debbie Turner, and Debbie came up here, and all the kids came up here, and we did that on Sunday nights. We had the booster band. That's what we called it. And all the kids would come up on Sunday night. They'd get on the first two rows here, and they'd sing, I belong to the booster band. I belong to the booster band. With God and I'll take my stand. Because I, I belong to the booster band. And uh, they'd come up and do a little lesson, you know, and sing a, sing a few songs. And, uh, and the booster band used to sing a song. And, um, and it would go like this. And Miss Debbie would get into it with the kids and it'd say, Read your Bible, pray every day. Pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day. And they'd get way down here. And they'd say, And you'll grow, grow, grow. And you'll grow, grow, grow. And you'll grow, grow, grow. Read your Bible, pray every day. And you'll grow, grow, grow. I'll tell you what, that's a little song, a little children's song. But man, it's true. But there was a second verse. And it said this. Neglect your Bible, forget to pray. Forget to pray, forget to pray. Neglect your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. And you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. And you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. Forget your Bible, neglect your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. Tell you something, church, that's true. That's true. Man, if you don't get in your Bible every single day, you say, preacher, but I, I read it on Tuesday and Wednesday, and it, it didn't speak to me on Wednesday. Read it anyway. Man, read it anyway. You say, preacher, but I was so tired. Read it anyway. You say, but I don't want to read it when I'm tired. Read it tired. Read it uh, when you got energy. Man, read it on good days. Read it on sunny days. Read it on cloudy days. I mean, read it Read it on, on busy days. Read it on your off day. I mean, man, read it when you got problems. Read it when everything's going smooth. I mean, buddy, every single day, every single day, every single day, I mean, brother, make time. Listen, we make time for the television. Why should we make time for the Word of God? We make time for the newspaper and the iPad and the, and the Internet. And why, why should we make time for the Word of God, my dear friend? If we're going to exercise our senses, number one, you need to be reading your Bible every single day. How about this? Number two, that's why Christians ought to be rallying to the house of God. Why? 
because this is where the ministry of the word takes place. Hebrews 13, 7, remember them which had the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God. Who have spoken unto you the word of God. What are we doing? We're speaking the word of God. Man, that's why. Well, now let anything miss, 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 let us miss the house of God. Man, be here every time. Come with bells on. Man, come expecting to receive some. Why? Because here is where the ministry of the word takes place. And by the way, church, we might as well just quit making 10 million excuses and wonder why we can't be here. And just be here. I mean, listen, unless you're sick and got a fever and in the hospital, man, just say, listen, we're going. Amen, brother. I mean, we're going. We're going to be there. Why? Because I need my senses exercised. I need my senses exercised. You say, well, preacher, I'm having some problems with my husband right now. Well, make sure your husband's here so he can get his senses exercised. You say, well, preacher, my wife's really not where I think she ought to be. Okay, then get her here where she can get exercised. You say, well, preacher, my kids, you know, they're getting a little rebellious right now. Well, make sure you get them here. They don't need carowinds on Sunday. They don't need the fishing pond on Sunday. Brother, they don't need the arcade on Sunday. Uh, brother, they don't need the Xbox on Sunday. They need the Word of God on Sunday. Because here is where the ministry of the Word takes place. Exercise. Exercise those senses by reading the Bible every day, by rallying to the house of God. How about this? By renewing their mind with right things. Man, there's just no way I can get this across to you how important it is. Paul said it like this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think, think on these things. Listen to me, church, I'm done. Listen to me. I, I, don't, know how, I don't know how else to tell you all this. Listen, you're gonna be what you think. You're gonna be what you think. Some of you right now, some of you right now have no self-confidence at all. You know why? Because you're constantly beating yourself down. You're constantly listening to negative things, negative things, negative things, negative things. You're taking in those negative things. And today, it's time to change that. And today, it's, it's time that you start listening to the right kind of things that are going to build you up and build your self-esteem up. There's some of you right now. I mean, you're, you know what? You're, you're, you're battling with your thought life and lust. And you won't tell anybody about it because you're, you're embarrassed. But I guarantee you, there's, there's probably a boatload in here this morning battling with their mind, battling with lust. Probably some young men in here right now, if you were honest, you'd say, if you were honest, you'd say, preacher, you're right, you're right battling with lust. I know because I've got your attention this morning. You're battling with it, but I'm going to tell you what, you're going to be what you think. You're going to be what you think. Hey, listen, listen, listen to this verse. Listen to, what, listen to what scripture tells us. Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And by the way, some of you better get, you better get victory now. You say, one of these days, brother, you better not wait another day. Amen. You better walk out here this morning and say, I'm changing my thinking, changing my thinker. Man, I'm going to, listen, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I got my senses exercised. Ephesians chapter 4, 
and verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Uh, Colossians chapter three, verse number 10, and I put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. What are you talking about? I'm just saying this. Listen, if you don't exercise, 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 those senses, those senses are gonna influence your decisions. And if your senses are not strong, Based on this, you're going to make wrong decisions. Some of our men here this morning have been in the military. And it doesn't really matter whether it's Army, Navy, Marines, whatever, Air Force. Whenever you sign on the dotted line, pretty much every military branch is going to do one thing. You're going to basic training. They're going to send you to basic training. What is basic training? It is a fancy word for intensive exercise. And when they get you on that base and put you in those little footsteps, they're going to take everything away from you. They're going to send you down here to a guy that's going to cut all your hair off. They're going to tell you when to get up. They're going to tell you when to go to sleep. They're going to tell you when to eat, when you can't eat. They're going to tell, listen, they're going to exercise you. They're going to make you run and run and run and run and march and march and march and march and march and march and teach you to salute until, you know what? Man, it's just, it's just memory. Man, you've done it so many times. I mean, you know exactly how to, you know exactly how to march. You know exactly what to do. Why? Because you've done it so, you've exercised so many times, brother, you don't have to think. Is that right, preacher? Brother, brother Chris Teft, we had Brother Chris preach here. Brother Chris was uh, 82nd Air Force, I think, uh, Airborne, 82nd Airborne, I think. And Brother Chris used to jump out of airplanes. I've never figured out why somebody would want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. But he talked about those jumps. And I used to love to talk to him about it. I'd say, and I asked him one time, I said, Chris, I said, how did it feel the very first time you went up and that door opened and you jumped out of that plane? I said, how did it feel? I'll never forget what he said, preacher. He said, Brother Steve, he said, we had practiced so many times. We knew exactly what we were going to do, exactly when we were going to do it. I mean, Step here, put your feet in the door. When you jump out, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. He said, you know what? When I jumped out, he said, I didn't have time to think about it. He said, I just did what we had been exercised to do. Man, church, that's what I'm talking about. We exercise these senses and the devil comes and says, look at this. And we say, well, I can't. And the devil says, don't you want to look at this? And the exercised Christian says, I can't look at that. Don't you want to listen to, I've got some of the most juicy gossip about, about Brother Zach, man. I mean, it's going to blow your, your mind. And the, the exercised Christian says, I can't listen to that. Somebody comes to you, a, a, a spouse, a parent, and says, you're worthless. You'll never amount to anything. Tell you something. The exercised Christian says, I can't listen to that. Because I'm precious to God. 
God don't make no junk. And God's got big plans for me. And if you want to live, if you want to live in that realm, you live in that realm. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. When that family member comes and wants to pick a fight, as some family members do in an argument, the exercise Christian says, I ain't going there. You can argue all day long if you want. I'm not going there. Why? Because they have exercised their senses until their senses have matured and developed. Man, man, I'm telling you, brother, I feel so strongly about what I'm teaching this morning. I don't know if anybody else is getting it, but I'm getting it this morning. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for your blessings. Thank you for church. Thank you for the ministry of the word. God, help us to understand that our senses influence our decisions. Eve failed because her decision was influenced by her sense. Lot failed because his decisions were influenced by his sense. God, I pray today that you'll help us to say today, in 2018, I'm getting in the Bible. I'm getting in the Bible. I'm going to be faithful to the Lord's house where the ministry of the word is going on. And I'm going to make sure that I think the right things. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm not going to allow others to drag me down into the muck and the mire of negativism and and fussing and fuming and fighting. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm going to be renewed in the spirit of my mind. Father, I pray you'll help us today. Bless in this invitation, please, and we thank you in Jesus' name. And our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And I want to ask a question or two. I wonder, first of all, how many are here today? And you'd say, Pastor, if I died today, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt 